0: Alessandra Trotta, who is the uh, uh, moderator of the Waldensian Church, and I'm going to ask Erica uh, Scropper-Newbery again to introduce her.
1: Alessandra has trained as a lawyer and practiced for a few years, and then obviously she had a call to become poor, sorry, and decided to become a deacon, (laughs) and so she was for me for no, uh, the, the eight years, the president of Centro Diaconale la Noce in Palermo, and this relates to our uh, friends who are in charge of the of the connections, the Alan Rachel, uh, who are now uh, married, more, uh, more. and um, and then she went to become the president of OCCEMI, which is a methodic uh, equivalent, more or less, of Tavola Valdese, but they are joined complicated to explain so anyway high level pl- place or maybe the highest and then she humbly decided to be a minister in charge of churches in, in uh, Naples eventually she became I'm just saying a few things she did she became a minister acting minister in uh, in uh, Naples became member of the Tavola Valdese and now she is moderator of the Valdense church the first Methodist and the second woman and she's doing very well but unfortunately our friend Covid came in be- in this terrible year. So she's going to tell us a bit over how she managed to survive and do things in 2020. Alessandra.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Erica. <laughs> First of all, let me say how great is my pleasure to be with you today, to take part in this meeting of the Valdencian Church Mission, to have the opportunity to see again so many good friends uh, who shared significant parts of my past service in the church, in Sicily, in Rome, and some other places. And of course, uh, to have the opportunity to tell you all um, thank you, thank you for your love, for your care, for your support for our church uh, in Italy. In a few days, it will be the 17th of February, as you know, because of the calendar. But as you probably know, this is also a date uh, of a significant celebration for Valdenzian and Methodist uh, churches in Italy, but in general for Protestant churches uh, in Italy. It's the celebration of recognition of civil rights uh, for Valdenzian and Jewish in 1848. But is especially for us uh, a time of uh, Renovation every year of our strong commitment for freedom uh, for human rights uh, in our country and uh, uh, everywhere. Nobody can say, unfortunately, in this moment, uh, how it will be possible to celebrate. And uh, I look at the pastor Pasquet <laughs> that probably is involved in this moment with his church in decision about uh, if it's possible to light the fire. Okay, this is impossible to say in this moment, I can imagine no, but it's also impossible to forget uh, what happened exactly one years ago uh, when uh, churches in the Valdenzian Valley couldn't light uh, the traditional fires for another reason because uh, of dryness, but it was possible to have uh, gatherings, uh, to have a traditional procession, to celebrate. I preached uh, last year, on uh, the 17th of February, exactly in the church of uh, Reverend uh, Pasquet, and a week after, I preached in uh, uh, the Valdenzian church of Bergamo, one of the most affected cities city in the first phase of pandemic. And I was uh, the last preacher in presence for several months in that uh, city, in that church, because uh, exactly that Sunday when I was there, started the total lockdown uh, before in that region in Lombardia and a week after in uh, every part of Italy. And this memory is necessary because you asked me to talk about uh, my first period of moderator of Tavola Valdez, the Valdenzian general board. And uh, for me, it's impossible. I think that you can understand because it's uh, uh, a common uh, experience uh, to do this, regardless the incredible dramatic situation started uh, exactly one years ago. That was a real turning point in the life of everybody and also in the life uh, of the church. A cut between a before and an after, <laughs> with the difficulty to remember even what uh, we were working on before, Uh, the line of reflection, the front of ordinary and extraordinary commitment in the church and perhaps in the personal life of each one. Some people ask me sometime if you had known about what was going to happen would have you accepted to be nominated for the role of moderator? <laughs> I generally answer that, of course, nobody could imagine and recommend the first year in this way. But what finally uh, convinced me to accept the nomination in the August 2019 uh, what was the trust in the system of the church. I thought that the church that calls you and elects you takes its responsibilities in recognition and discernment of gifts that are necessary but also in supporting through a real dimension of collegiality that I now can say can say was strongly strongly manifested also in the worst period of the emergency And moreover, I was expert enough uh, about the life of our little beloved church uh, to imagine a very complex uh, role that calls to face uh, many difficulties in a church always poised, among tension, among precariousness, where finally emergency are for us the normal condition of the church. Growing up uh, in a similar church uh, strengthened the capacity of resistance that uh, helped to survive. But uh, of course, the problem is that survive is not enough. Uh, I think that this crisis uh, calls uh, everybody in the church more and more not to be settled for uh, surviving. Uh, this crisis uh, uh, push to look for a renewed and um, far sighted vision uh, that, of course, uh, are questioning uh, in several ways uh, all the level, the dimension of the life and the mission of our little church. But because I'm also under the pressure of Erica, um, like uh, Leslie, <laughs> and I it's impossible of course in this moment to deep, uh, to go deeper in this uh, reflection and I don't want uh, to uh, share with you just the list of problems and difficulties that are the reality, they are the reality of this time. I prefer today just to share uh, with you three Glimpses uh, on some of the experience that encouraged me to go on with hope in this time, and uh, I didn't thought, I didn't think before, but now I realize that for a strange line, uh, to all these uh, experiences are related in some way with. The, uh, most invisible some of the most invisible victims of pandemic the field the first uh, the first uh, glimpse is uh, about uh, something that happens uh, immediately after the total lockdown uh, in the first days in rome in the place where there are there is the mm, uh, central office of our church, one of the central offices of our church where I live. And uh, you, I think, uh, can imagine uh, the chaotic place uh, uh, that uh, are the surroundings surrending, of the central station in Rome, big touristic city full of people come and go, the traffic noise, the smell of coffee and croissant in the air, the colorful street, uh, Wanders, And suddenly one day, the shocked and shocking silence, uh, the deserted the roads, everything closed, uh, the total lockdown was really a shocked experience. And uh, in this uh, spectral scene, only the movement uh, of the only people who don't have any house where to close in, the homeless that were also the only person who didn't know what was happening in Italy. Uh, Suddenly disappear all the network (laughs) that probably was the surviving network for these people. And they didn't know why the shops were closed, the people that generally helped uh, disappeared and so on. And while in the palace of the government, the discussion about the necessary activities allowed uh, was going on, while instruction for our local churches during the lockdown were being studied in the central office of the church, in the midst of the fear of everybody for the unknown danger and risk, a little group of the team of Methodist Valdencian volunteers uh, in Rome who in the last three years every Sunday morning before the worship uh, have been carrying on a service for homeless called uh, breakfast time with a strong determination, strong determination (laughs) claimed every day the right to continue in this service. They claim in, in front of the uncertainty of local authorities and police station who said, I don't know. We are waiting for a ministerial circular. And as you know, in Italy, nobody is possible to do without a ministerial circular. In front of the caution of the Church Council and in front of the hesitation of Tavola Valdese, too, that needed the time for consultation. But they said there is no time. People are hungry. What is more necessary than this? But we ask for a fair sharing of responsibility in answering to this question because we don't act by ourselves. We commit to the testimony of the church in this service. And they finally won all resistance. We together accepted it to take the risk in the uncertainty. I signed an authorization and a declaration that described the kind of service anyway denouncing this decision with transparency to the authorities asking to formally recognize that helping the invisible was a necessity was a priority and finally it happened but in the while the volunteer were in the street again meeting uh, about uh, 100 people every time they will known and some people they never seen before a lot of people never seen before uh, personal stories to listen to but also a lot of explanation and instruction to give what was happening in our country the terrible virus the necessity to protect themselves and the others distances mask hygiene so uh, invisible for the others a priority for who are able to take a risk and to act in order to restore dignity also in an uncertain situation. The second experience, the second glimpse, is about another category of the most invisible victim of this pandemic, that are children and teenagers. more than we can uh, think. And this is the sex, the example, the witness uh, for me, really moving uh, of many, many teachers, educators, uh, therapists in our diaconal institution, like uh, Servizio Cristiano in Riesi, like Lanoscio in Palermo, like uh, Centronitti, Casamia, and Naples, who totally committed themselves with passion, with dedication, with a lot of creativity in order to keep connection with the children, uh, the teenager, in order to give continuity in the care and to strengthen resilience of children and teenager, especially uh, that uh, of. uh, that lives in the more risky contest where the possibility of a real development of capacities of competencies and to go on in the process of emancipation depend really on the opportunity to come out of very deprived and oppressive familiar and social contest. And they are isolated in the house and very often horrible house. This is another example for me very encouraging. The third glimpse is uh, of these days, and is related to what uh, Leslie talked about before. As Tavola Valdese, we are receiving every day a lot uh, from many, many, many members of our churches The question about what we are doing what we think to do for helping in the dramatic uh, situation of the refugees in Bosnia, where uh, uh, a great number of refugees that lived in a camp that were destroyed by a fire about one month ago and now are abandoned in the cold and the frost without food, without anything and in the total indifference of local and uh, European authorities. Uh, okay, I can say that Tavola Valdese with the Federation of Protestant Churches in Italy is, is thinking, is committed in organizing uh, an intervention in this uh, uh, scenario. And uh, we are quite uh, ready to start, but we are also pushing uh, uh, our government to authorize, if possible, a little humanitarian corridor uh, for the most vulnerable or fragile of this uh, group. But what was really incro- encouraging for me is to think that uh, in our local churches in Our members, the normal members of our churches that probably are facing difficulties in their personal life, a lot of difficulties in the life also of the congregation, Um, look for something out of the bubble (laughs) in which we have the risk to be closed. Look at the world around, continue to take care, and to pay attention uh, at the world out of this bubble, uh, for me is another encouraging uh, witness. And uh, I really, and I hands, I really feel uh, great gratitude for this example and other similar that are happening around uh, uh, the mission and the life of our church. I uh, every day pray that God God really to continue to guide uh, not only our our church, I hope uh, every Christian church all over the world in this moment of closed houses, very often closed the churches like a place of worship, of course, not as uh, the real reality of being a church to continue to keep Uh, open eyes and open hearts uh, and to be out of the bubble because there is out of our bubble an invisible world. It was always invisible if you think, but in this moment uh, it affords to be more and more invisible than in the past. And I think that is a a great temptation that I hope uh, our God uh, uh, help us to resist. Thank you.
0: thank you very much alessandra we we have um and for very um inspiring and stimulating um thoughts about the opportunities and the challenges that uh, are presented by the pandemic and how you know other people's concerns and uh, uh activation can insp- uh, inspire us to our own efforts um is there any that we have a minute or two so if anybody wants to, to make a comment or a question to Alessandra, Jennifer?
2: Thank you Alexandra. Can you tell me if you've come across the work of the community of Santa Gidio in helping with um, refugees and the Lampedusa issues okay. Yes. We share with the Community of Sant'Egidio, the project of humanitarian corridor from Libya, from Libano, and uh, now we are trying together to start a new humanitarian corridor from Libya. Uh, of course, in this moment, uh, so this big challenge is going on. In this moment, it's very difficult of because of the lockdown and the difficult yes. traveling. Yes. But people in the Mediterranean Sea are continuing to die. So <laughs> it's another reason why we are pushing our government not to stop this project, not because they want to stop. The government, the Italian government finally decided to support this project. Finally, they think that is a good project, and I hope that I are presenting this example uh, uh, in front of the European uh, Parliament, the European Union, as uh, a model that can be expanded uh, all around Europe. But uh, in this moment, uh, we are struggling. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, the disaster in the Mediterranean Sea uh, doesn't stop. So yes, we are working together with Comunità di Sant'Egidio, Uh, with difficulties in this moment. Thank you, because it was immensely uh, heartwarming and encouraging to see the work that was being done in Southern Sicily when some um, Cambridge um, Methodists went with uh, Tim to Sicily. Thank you.
0: So thank you again to Alessandra and uh, thank you, Jennifer, for your uh, comment and question.